are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business. Once again, back in business, joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate Christian. Nate, how's it going? It's going pretty well, Mike. I just remembered I beat you this week. Yeah. All right. Good for you. So I continue to beat you. I believe I oh. beat you like the week before that. I beat you this week in hometown zeros, 105 to 83. And out of my 105 points, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Jamar Chase, and Jordan Love scored about 85 of them. So there is a caveat. Let's not, lest we forget, I had your number for this whole season up until recently. Uh, well, it's a what have you done for me lately kind of I thing. know. And you want to be playing your best football at the end of the season, not at the beginning. But, hey, that's how it goes. Nate's trying to avoid losing to me again. And that's why we're going to tell you players we're going to buy, sell, hold, and most importantly, avoid. Best way to get any of these other questions answered when we're not podcasting. Free trial on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Free seven-day Discord trial. Come check it out. And, again, we did lower our Spotify pricing. If you wanted our exclusive podcast uploaded Almost daily during the season. It'll taper off a little bit during the offseason. Not as much to talk about. Not as many podcasts to do. And so, again, buy, sell, hold, avoid. I just want to let you guys know, if you're keeping track week to week, just because we buy, sell, hold, or avoid a player one week doesn't mean it's going to transfer to the next week because these exercises have different players for the most part. So things could change on a weekly basis depending on what other options are given to us. Everyone's different. That's right. So, Nate, let's say this. What are we doing with some of these 2023 breakouts heading into 2024? Those candidates include Puka Nakua, Michael Pittman, Nico Collins, and Sam Laporta. Buy one, sell one, hold one, avoid one. Nate, let's kick it off with the man of the hour of the season, I guess, if you think about it. And that is Los Angeles Rams wide receiver Puka Nakua. Yeah. I'm avoiding Puka Nakua, Mike. Same. You know, it doesn't look great for the offense, does it? No. No. You know, Matthew Stafford is the quarterback, but he's aging, and he's had his injury issues over the past couple years. You know, Cooper Cup, is he there in 2024? He might not be, and, hey, that might be good for Puka Nakua. But, you know, overall, that Rams offense has just not really been a a great long-term bunch of assets as we can look at it you know cups aging out there's been a lot of rumors that they might be releasing him trading him in the offseason you know, I've, I've seen those rumors that i think they could release cooper cup but you look at it what cooper cup's done over the past you know five games has not been great yeah you know so just a lot of question marks i love puka nakua i'm having to talk down on him here because i like the other options more at the, this moment but with puka nakua's cost and the question marks around a situation i'm avoiding yeah i agree all those points. And let's not forget, he does have an AC joint injury that just popped up as well. They look good for you, though, Puka. Playing really good this whole season. Fifth round pick from BYU. Um, so, yeah, I'm avoiding as well. I agree you know, with you. Mike, I thought that Puka Nakua was out for the season because I actually went to the movies on Sunday in the middle of the afternoon because the Ravens were on by. I was like, let me take the day. It's going for my dad's birthday to go see a movie. As I'm leaving the house, I see Puka Nakua go down with an injury. He's headed to the locker room, headed off the field very gingerly. 
I go into it a two and a half hour, three hour movie. I'm assuming Puka Nakua is just out for the season, just like Tank Dell. And I'm so disappointed. Oh, and so I, 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 I still think Puka Nakua is out for the season, even though I know he's not. I think the question is, what movie did you see? Because I don't think The Sound of Freedom's in theaters anymore. <laughs> I saw Godzilla. Okay. It is a Japanese movie, so it was in subtitles. Um, it was it was really, really good. I know uh, it's a new one. I don't know. It's, there was a new one. It's really well done. I recommend everyone go go watch Godzilla. It's not in theaters for long though. So interesting. Hers. Yeah, typically when we see movies, it's children movies, because that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay because uh every time we leave, Corey says, Daddy took a nap. Yes, I did. All <laughs> right, so let's move on to our next candidate here, and that is Indianapolis Colts wide receiver Michael Pittman Nate. We disagree our first disagreement of the podcast, but what are you doing here? I'm I'm holding on to Michael Pittman. Okay. All right. He's performing pretty well um, as of late. You know, he had a great game this past week. I think he should perform pretty well the rest of the year. I know Josh Downs is there, so there is a little bit of back and forth, but Michael Pittman is a really good wide receiver. Um, and he has not unfortunately been able to have the down the field passes that he's had in the years past because Gardner Minshew has not been able to hit him deep consistently. He doesn't have the biggest arm. No, he doesn't. And so he's a little limited. But when Anthony Richardson comes back, we're going to see that happen a lot more. You know, I like what Michael Pittman can do. He's one of the better wide receivers in this league. I think in a better situation with a better quarterback, he can be a stud. Anthony Richardson coming back, a little raw, but he's got that potential to make it happen. He's also a free agent after this year. So whether or not he's still a Colt or not, I want to hold on to him, see what happens, because if he's a Colt, I think that's a good good situation. If he goes somewhere else, he's going to get paid. That'll probably be a good situation as well, holding on to Michael Pittman. All right. I like what I'm hearing, but I'm selling Michael Pittman. He's pretty sellable. Is that a word? It is now. He's having a good season with a backup quarterback, 87 receptions for 889 yards and four touchdowns. We could say he could be having a better season with Anthony Richardson. Nate, like you said, he could stretch the field better than Gardner Minshew can with his arm. He could also be having a worse season with Anthony Richardson, too, for all we know. I think the value is good to sell right now if you don't believe in him long term. A lot of people are out on Michael Pittman. It's kind of bullish, bearish. I was one of the bearish. two. I never remember bearish. I never remember which is which. Um, but I just, th- you'll understand why I'm selling him as opposed to some of the other guys, um, you know, when we get there. Uh, but right now his value lines up with the mid 24 first. If you want to cross positions, you can move Michael Pittman for Dalton Kincaid. Although I think for the most part, their value is close with how highly Dalton Kincaid was regarded. I don't know if you could get it done straight up. He's also ranked really close to Jackson Smith and Jigba and DK Metcalf. So these are guys that you could possibly make lateral moves. Both JSN and DK Metcalf are under contract for longer than Michael Pittman is. Something to consider. Let's move on, shall we? Let's do it because we both like this next guy, Mike. We love him. And you know what? I finally get to say I told you so. Nate, Nico Collins, we're both buying, but you tell me why first. Yep. Look, Tank's gone. It's unfortunate, but Tank's out for the season, which means it's the Nico Collins show. It's not the wide receiver 1A and wide receiver 1B anymore. It is Nico Collins for the rest of the season, and C.J. Stroud is his quarterback, and he's going to get the you know the focus of the targets, the focus of the volume of that offense. You know, Noah Brown's there. Um, he's probably going to do pretty well the rest of the season, but I love the idea of Nico Collins being the main target of C.J. Stroud. Uh, rest of season it's been really really good this season wide receiver 12 so far and he's still accessible this window to buy him is closing 
and it's going to close after he plays this week. Well, maybe not quite after this week because he's playing the Jets, so he's going to be matched up with Sauce Gardner. But yeah. I still expect him to do decently well. And there's going to be a bit of a a bump now that Tank Dell is gone. He's going to be a bit more expensive than he was last week. But once he goes out there on the field and he shows that he can put up big numbers, and I mean he already has, but once he does it without Tank, it's going to just keep going up. The price of the brick will keep going up. So now's the time to do it. Kyron Williams, Drake London, two players I would absolutely love to move for Nico Collins right now, straight up uh, a mid first on a competitive team. You know, especially if it's if if you're like competitive team and someone's valuing your first, maybe you're like sixth, fifth in your standings. I would love to make this move for Nico Collins to get him for the rest of the season. And maybe your mid pick won't be that mid. Yeah, that's true. Also, if you lost Tank Dell, you can't get Nico Collins, try it for Noah Brown, second leading receiver on the team. Hey, look, another guy yeah. I want to buy in on. He's also having a really good season. He did miss a game with a calf in, a calf strain. Did you give the stats, Nate? Because he has 59 catches for 991 yards and six touchdowns. He's everything we thought Isaiah Coulter yeah. could be for the Houston Texans. <laughs> By the way, Nate, do you know who What a name. <laughs> a little throwback for you there. Yeah, do you know who the good. Texans' all-time leading passer is? Uh, passer, like yeah. quarterback. Yeah. Sean Watson? Matt Schaub, believe Matt it or Schaub. not. Yeah. You would think it's the Sean Watson. I think he has some great long-term value here. And, you know, I was thinking about possibly having Michael Pittman be the buy. And the reason why is I think the potential of the Nico Collins and CJ Stroud connection could be longer and more fruitful for a wide receiver than the Anthony Richardson to Michael Pittman connection, because I think CJ Stroud is a better quarterback, not athlete, not fantasy player, a better quarterback, which will mean that I think Nico Collins could have an opportunity to get more points. I think a late 24 first, the mid 24 first could get it done. Hey, guess what? I'm also moving Drake London for a wide receiver that gets more points. And I'd also consider moving on from Debo Samuel as well. Yes, I know. I even put that on the show sheet after what he did to the Eagles. I don't play defensive back for the Eagles, ladies and gentlemen. There's not many people that do apparently because – uh, oh no, they they do. They just well against the Eagles. They don't try. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our last one here. Sam Laporta, the tight end one for like that one week spell earlier in the season. Uh, I think he's still there. He's uh, I don't think he's one anymore. Um, but hey, what are you doing with Sam Laporta? Uh, I gotta sell him because he's still tight end one in his own tier. So I had to sell Sam Laporta in this situation because he is the highest valued of any of these players. No one of the, not a single one of these players is going to get you what Sam Laporta can get you right now. He is considered a super hot commodity if anyone cares about having a tight end. Just go see what you can get. If you have Sam Laporta, what can you get on top of TJ Hawkinson, Dalton Kincaid? If you're not competitive, what can you get on top of Mark Andrews? These are maybe considered lateral moves in the dynasty community because of how young Sam Laporta is and the fact that he's been productive. But as good as Sam Laporta has been, I don't know if I can really consider a lateral move to move over to a guy like Hawkinson or Andrews, who we've seen be so good for so long and are in their prime right now. So if I can get a second on top of any of those guys for Sam Laporta, I definitely have to consider that. If I can get a Mike, what can I get on top of Jake Ferguson, Pat Frymuth? I know I can get a first on top of those guys for Sam Laporta, but can I get two firsts on top of Jake Ferguson for Sam Laporta? I'd say if it's tight end premium, maybe. 
you could swing that. But if it's just maybe. a regular dynasty league, maybe a second. First like and a second. It. Yeah. I mean, you know, for me, I'm holding Sam Laporte and Nate because I love him. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you. When you said he's tight end one, are you talking? You were talking rankings, right? Yeah. Keep All Drake right. up. Okay. Because here's. When I say, like, I'll usually differentiate, but he's technically tight end three on the season. In case you want to find that, again, fantasy pros, you go to NFL, you go to stat leaders, you can pick your position, then you could put in PPR, half PPR, and standard scoring. Standard. So he's tight end three on the season, right behind Travis Kelsey and right ahead of George Kittle. Um, I mean, 86 targets on the season, 64 catches, 679 yards, and six touchdowns, man, like, he has been since week one in the starting lineup in some capacity, either in the tight end spot, either in the flex spot. You were not prying him out of my hands. Stop trying, Bob. Although Bob hasn't tried in a while, in all fairness. I think he knows that he's just not getting Sam Laporte. It's expensive. Yeah. It is. I'm holding him. I'm starting him. I'm getting points from him. Let's do it. So, Nate, let's recap. <clears throat> all right. Over for me. What are you doing? All right, I'm avoiding Puka Naku. I'm holding on to Michael Pittman. I'm buying Nico Collins, and I'm selling Sam Laporta. All right, and I'm avoiding Puka Nakua. I'm selling Michael Pittman, buying Nico Collins, and holding Sam Laporta. Let's move on, and let's go to our next scenario. Let's talk about what we're doing with these 2023 busts. These are guys that we expected more from, and that is Traylon Burks, Quentin Johnston, Jameson Williams, and Jerry Judy. We're buying one, selling one, holding one, and avoiding one. Nate. Traylon, we disagree already. Oh, you know, you said it in the group chat, Mike. Can I avoid all of these guys? And I was yeah. told I cannot. That means we have to buy somebody, and I have to buy. You know, this sounds like such a such a you know double down thing to do, but I really thought about this. I'm buying Traylon Burks. Okay, and it's because he is dirt cheap right now. He is. Possibly the cheap. He's the cheapest of all four of these guys. So, you know me, I love a good value. So he hasn't produced this much. He hasn't produced barely at all, really, this season. But he had a knee injury in the preseason, kept him out all preseason, lingered into the year, missed a lot of games in the beginning of the year. Then he came back, had a concussion, missed a couple of weeks as well, came back this past week and was used a little bit, um, pretty sparingly getting back into the game. So he struggled to stay on the field this year. But when he's been on the field, with this Will Levis guy they got at the quarterback position, it's been kind of exciting. His first game that Will Levis started and Traylon Burks was in, his A dot was 38 yards down the field. He was a field stretcher. He was used as a deep threat. And while, you know, I've, I I was hoping Burks would be more than a deep threat, if that's what he becomes and that's how he develops out of Tennessee, he's certainly worth the third-round pick. You probably have to spend right now to get Traylon Burks. Yeah. And if you can get Traylon Burks for a third-round pick and you're just looking for some dart throws, I don't think it's a bad buy right now. All right. So Nate's throwing darts to Traylon Burks. While I'm avoiding him, as a pro, he's played in 17 of 29 possible games. Gross. And he hasn't really looked that great. The production's not there. I just – I'm avoiding him. I think DeAndre Hopkins is still under contract next year, possibly. The Levis and DeAndre Hopkins connections look pretty decent but i think the titans are going to be in for some changes this offseason um Traylon burks he'll be around but i'm just avoiding uh, nate what are I you know, doing this guy with los angeles charters chargers wide receiver quentin johnston i'm selling 
sell, 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 sell everywhere. Um, you still got some name value. I'm completely out though. You know me. I get those flashbacks to Brashad Perriman. We've seen this archetype just when they struggle in the beginning, it doesn't usually go well for the development um, later. And he's kind of been thrust into a position that I think has really stunted his development as well because they've had to unfortunately ask more of him than he's capable of. He's facing an uphill battle at this point, not just because of the lack of production and now the narrative of failed expectations, which Mike, that narrative definitely affects the player, definitely affects their development, affects their confidence for sure. You know, but I don't think Staley is going to be around after the season. I don't think he's going to be around much longer at all, actually, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, they play the Broncos this week, and if they lose the Broncos, they're effectively eliminated from the playoffs. Um, I, I think Staley's got, you know, a, a ticking. His, his hot, hot seat right now is pretty hot. But with the new coaching staff coming in, are they really going to want the last brasses cast away? Are they really going to try to put effort into developing him? Or are they just going to kind of go do their own thing? You know, Jalen Rager. Getting some Jalen Rager vibes here, Mike. Don't You're not supposed to scout the helmet, but I, I can't disagree with you at this point. I mean, we're talking 26 catches, 242 yards, and one touchdown. They're not, they're not even asking that much of him. Like, catch the ball. Yeah. Can I get a second-round pick for him if I can? I'm moving off of him. If you can, I I got a hold. I, and here's why. I would prefer to sell or avoid, but I feel like I have to hold because I don't think I can get for him what I feel like he should be worth. That was very wordy, but it's also true. Yeah, you can. His current value is close to a late 25 second. So I'm going to hold and remain optimistic-ish and go from there. But yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling good about it. <laughs> Nope. All right. Not heading in a good direction. Let's move on and talk about the guy who I think most people would have regarded as the best prospect out of all these guys. If you put them into a vacuum, they're all coming out in the same class. And that is Detroit Lions wide receiver, Jamison Williams. Nate, buying, selling, holding, or avoiding? Jamison Williams, I'm holding on to. You know, if you still have him at this point, you have probably held on way too long to go ahead and move on from him now. You know, he's just now starting to show life. Let him cook a little bit longer before you move off of him you know a low volume right now he hasn't had more than two receptions in a game so far this season but it, you know better efficiency yards per route runs going up over the last couple of games he's starting to be used on manufactured touches had that nice touchdown run this past week is there room for him in this offense to have more volume i'm not sure yet i don't think that consistent volume is going to be there but i want him to have a bit more of a breakout before I'm moving off of him. I think he's going to have a couple games. We'll have some big points. That's when you move off Jamison Williams. Not at this point. Like I said, just on the show life, a little bit more patience. I'm going to buy because the numbers aren't there, but from what I've seen from Detroit this year, I could see his athleticism. I could see the dynamic playmaking potential, even though it hasn't been there yet. looks like he's fully, fully healthy coming off that knee injury and that dumb suspension that he had. Guys, you got to do better. Okay, you think fantasy football is hypocritical? The NFL is even more hypocritical. You could bet on us, but not you. Um, so his current value is like an early 24 second. There's a possibility he's better than what you get in the early part of the, the second round. I'm willing to take a shot here if I have multiple second round picks. Mari Cooper is also close in value. That's a great move if you're not contending. Deontay Johnson, you don't believe in Trubisky. And hey, like Nate said in the last show, Terry McLaurin move on from him for Jamison Williams too. Mm. So uh, that is that. 
buying Jameson Williams. Nate, last one, Denver Broncos wide receiver, Jerry Judy. He was supposed to be the best Broncos wide receiver. He's not. He's, he's not. So yeah. with that, I'm avoiding. I'm avoiding Jerry Judy. Uh, right. Mike, no good vibes coming from Jerry Judy right now. Okay. Vibe scouting is an is an official dynasty yeah. rewind statistic. No, no good vibes, man. Yards per route run has plummeted to 1.53. Uh, it was 2.18 last year. You know that that two yards per route run is a really nice threshold to meet. So he's having a pretty, you know, worse season over the past couple games, especially. He's really starting the trend downwards. Uh, getting outplayed by Cortland Sutton, like you said. Still has one more year with, left with the Broncos, but he's been the subject of trade rumors for the past two years. Mm. You know, I don't know if he's going to be moved this offseason, but after two years of trade rumors, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, especially with him not really, you know, showing up and showing out. You know, if they're going to try to clean house, which there's been some rumors the Broncos might do if they don't make the playoffs, Jerry Judy might be the odd man out. Um, you know, maybe there might be a buy situation there. You know, Jerry Judy in a different situation because I do think the talent is still there. But yeah. this situation just it has, it's, it's been negative really for Jerry Judy for most of his career. I think he should do the celebrity boxing with Steve Smith and just <laughs> let it all happen. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to sell Jerry Judy. If I haven't already, we haven't seen the potential flashes here and there, but it's just either, you know, inconsistency with drops or injuries. This is not the Jerry Judy that we saw coming out of Alabama, by the way, just hasn't translated yet. So I receiver 53 on season eight. Gross. Yeah. I might be taking a loss here, but I'm willing to move on. I'll take a mid-24 second if I could get it right now. If I could add a little bit and get Cortland Sutton, I would do that as well. I would consider moving him for Jacoby Myers too. Who's been more productive? That feels gross to say. Feels gross to think about even more. But I'm willing to move on. If I could get that mid-24 second, I feel like it might end up being late. But I would try. If it ends up being a late, and even if I had to stagger it and get like a 25 third thrown on top of it, I think that's that's yeah. the value that if you're going to sell, that's what you got to take, and I don't hate it. Yeah, what you got to do? Let's recap it. What do you got for me? All right, look, I am buying Traylon Burks. I am selling Quentin Johnston. I am holding on to Jameson Williams, and I'm avoiding Jerry Judy. All right, and I'm avoiding Traylon Burks. I'm holding Quentin Johnston, buying Jameson Williams, and selling Jerry Judy. And everybody, I know you're enthralled by the fact that I'm selling Jerry Judy. So you can sit tight and hear a word from our sponsor. We're excited to announce that we have partnered with Mint Mobile. Have you ever thought, why in the world is my wireless bill so darn high? What are you paying all that money for? Speed, coverage, data, access to 5G, unlimited talk and text, mobile hotspots? Great news. Mint Mobile offers all of these features for as low as $15 a month. They're built on the nation's largest 5G network, and they keep costs low because they sell direct to you online, cutting out the retail stores and salespeople. Why should you pay more than you have to for access to the same network? Go to HTTPS, TryMintMobile.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind, also linked in the description, to get premium wireless for $15 a month. Guys, $15. How hard is it to switch your service? Big Wireless wants you to think that it's hard, but switching to Mint is super easy thanks to digital eSIM cards, which most phones now have. You can sign up and activate immediately right on your phone from the comfort of your home. If your phone doesn't have an eSIM, Mint will ship you a new SIM card for free. Big Wireless also wants you to think that they're the only option, but don't be duped. And now through January 1st, you'll receive an additional three months free 
buy three, get three, if you purchase a three-month plan using our link, https, trimintmobile.com forward slash dynasty rewind. Again, link in the description. The offer is available on all plans, including unlimited. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Let's get back to it. And what are we doing with these 2023 rookies heading into next year? And they are Rasheed Rice, Josh Downs, Jaden Reed, and Zach Charbonnet. Nate, you're going to buy one, sell one, hold one, avoid one. All right. Let's kick it off with Rasheed Rice. And we're going to disagree right away. <laughs> Man, we're disagreeing a lot tonight. Yeah. Mike. But that's okay. Uh, Makes this, a good conversation. This goes back to the same point I made, I think, on the first one where it's the player that has the most value is the guy I'm usually going to sell. And here it's Rashi Rice. He has the most value of this group of wide receivers and Zach Charbonnet. Um, I think they're all kind of a similar tier uh, talent-wise and situation-wise. But, hey, he's connected to Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. You know, you talked about how Sam Howell spread the ball around quite a bit this year. The Chiefs have continued to do that as well, um, maybe because they're forced to, but they still do that. I think Rashi Rice has been nice, but in the volume is going up. 16 receptions in the last two games, 19 targets. He's got an insane 8.1 yards after the catch per reception, Mike. Of any wide receiver with at least 20 targets, only Debo Samuel and Noah Brown are ahead of him um, in average yards after the catch per reception. And Debo obviously is the best in the league at that stat. And Noah Brown, he has had some you know really big plays that kind of boost that stat a little bit um, with his down the field ability. So his Volume is going up. The yards after the catch is going up. People are catching on, though. You know, his value is up there. I'm going to mention it, Mike. I'm going to mention gonna say, it. Don't, don't, don't worry. Don't skate over that because don't I have worry. to. <laughs> I have to just mention, you know, this, Rashi Rice is a good wide receiver. You know who else averages an insane amount of yards after the catch per reception? No, Tell unfortunately me. doesn't have 20 targets, but LaVisca Chanel averaging 8.9 yards after the catch per reception another extremely talented player but unfortunately i can't sell laviscus chenault right now for anything so i'm selling selling over rushy rice for a mid first a late first in the second um can i package rice with a third for nico collins mm. i might be able to i don't Rashi know rice mean. on the up and up i really hope that laviscus chenault is a dc defender next year that would make me so that happy. would be so awesome <laughs> i'm gonna I buy his autograph That'd be great, but I'm going to buy Rasheed Rice, and he appears to have solidified himself as the wide receiver one in Kansas City, not the receiver one. It's still Travis Kelsey until otherwise noted. And like Nate said, 19 targets over the last two weeks, 10 versus the Raiders, 9 versus the Packers, 52 receptions for 591 yards and five touchdowns on the season. That puts him at wide receiver 33. That is fantastic. Look, the fact of the matter is you're going to have – the number one wide receiver matched up with Patrick Mahomes. Let's do it up. I would consider moving Christian Watson for him. A late first, I would love it to be an early second, but I don't think that's going to get it done. I'd also consider moving on from an aging veteran like Mike Evans for Rasheed Rice. Right. Mike Evans, still productive. Put that man in the Hall of Fame as soon as you can, as soon as he retires, by the way. And don't cut him from your fantasy team. No, he's not droppable. He is tradable, though. And if you're not competing and you want to get younger, I think Rasheed Rice is a good guy to go after. Let's talk about Indianapolis Colts wide receiver Josh Downs. I'm old enough to remember when he was Joshua Downs, by the way. <laughs> but, Nate, what are you doing? I'm holding on to Josh Downs. Great production so far. 51 receptions, 580 yards, and two touchdowns. 
playing out of the slot like we expected, 80% of his snaps coming out of the slot. I can't believe people were out here evaluating him this offseason as a deep threat. You know, people who evaluated him that way, you know, were really down on Josh Downs. But if you looked at him as a starting slot receiver, you know, he was pretty exciting. And he has really blossomed into that 5.5 yards after catch per reception going back to that nice stat. 5.5 yards is pretty good. You know, not as good as LaVisca Chenault, but pretty good. Um, 1.63 yards per route run. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty solid at that point. So we like to see that for a rookie wide receiver, especially working with a backup quarterback right now. He's linked to a young, you know, high potential quarterback like Anthony Richardson once he comes back. And there's a chance that Min's leaving. So I'm going to hold on to Josh Downs, see what I can do with him moving forward. One of the top young receivers, I think, in this draft class. Yes, I know he's not as good as future Arena Football League champion LaVisca yes. Chenault, but I'm still going to avoid Josh Downs. Just some other guys that look a little bit better on this list, to be honest with you. And we don't know what the Indianapolis offense is going to look like with Anthony Richardson when he comes back. Can he support Pittman, who may or may not be there, Pierce and Downs, and if they upgrade their tight end position? Although, uh, who they got playing? That blanket on the Colts tight end. Uh, Alec Ogletree, Jelani Woods, Kylan Granson. It's kind of just uh, whoever's out there at the time. That cohesive tight end unit has been playing pretty well together. Um, yeah. All right. Let's move on to the number one wide receiver in Green Bay. Uh, he's at least number one in my heart. There you go. Green Bay Packers wide receiver Jaden Reed. What a steal in the third round. They got another weapon for Jordan Love, Nate. What are you doing? Oh, I'm buying Jaden Reed just like I have, you know, for the whole season. He's a stud. He's about to get a lot more um, volume over the next couple of weeks because I think Christian Watson's probably going to miss some time with a hamstring injury. That's he's been really good in the red zone race, uh, this year, you know, five touchdowns, something we did see on film coming out of college. It's also been used with manufactured touches on the ground. And I love seeing that for our fantasy players, you know, seven rushes for 81 yards and a touchdown. Love those extra points. And Mike, four of those runs have been for 10 plus yards. So he's explosive when he gets the ball in his hands. Uh, you know, you can obviously see that with, you know, his ability to create yards after the catch and, you know, to get first downs, you know, he's been a, a safety blanket really for the Green Bay Packers offense and Jordan Love. So what can I buy? How can I buy Jaden Reed? Well, Tony Pollard, James Cook, running backs I'd be more than happy to move off of right now for Jaden Reed. Uh, some wide receivers, George Pickens, I would move for Jaden Reed pretty easily straight up. Uh, Christian Kirk, who I had on here before uh, the injury, sounds like might be a season-ending injury, unfortunately, uh, for Christian Kirk. But I would also make that move of moving over to Jaden Reed. Uh, I'm, I'd be more than willing to add a third on top of any of those guys for Jaden Reed. Marvin Mims in the second, Quentin Johnson in the second. Can I go after uh, Jaden Reed that way? Be more than happy to try it. I like that, but I'm holding Jaden Reed. I only have three shares, which to me is not enough. I do want to get more of this offseason. I'm a huge Jaden Reed fan. He's another guy who's quickly become a staple in my starting lineup, so I need him. He's been pretty reliable. Nate, you gave the stats, but let's do it again. 40 catches, 513 yards, and five touchdowns. Seven runs for 81 yards and a touchdown. Wide receiver 36 on the season. He's got a good rapport with first-time starting quarterback Jordan Love. And look, fact of the matter is, Christian Watson, I don't think he has that rapport with Jordan Love. That Jaden Reed does. That Dubs does. Dubs, Dubs, whatever. That Dontavian Wicks does. Wicks. I can't forget about him. That Tucker Craft does. Come back, Luke Musgrave. <laughs> I'm holding. I'm starting. What are you doing with Seattle Seahawks running back Zach Charbonnet, Nate? Yeah, that leaves me with an avoid, and that's what's happening here with Zach Charbonnet. 
Look, Kenneth Walker is due back at some point. And in those games where Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet played together, Zach Charbonnet only passed 10 points once. You know, he averaged a little over three uh, yards per carry of the last three games where he's taken the majority of the backfield attempts. So, you know, while he has been productive at times because he had a touchdown, um, you know, he hasn't really been that effective for the Seahawks when he's been the starting running back. And Kenneth Walker's due back. It's going to be this kind of timeshare at best. Not a guy I really want to go after right now. He did have four more receptions in three of the last four games. So if you can keep that up, you might have some fair value to pull out of him. But right now, I'm avoiding. I'm just going to take some time away from Zach Charbonnet while he's got the spotlight. He's he's not worth the value right now. Which is why I'm going to sell him because he still has the spotlight. Now's the time to sell. <laughs> and, hey, look, all the reasons you're avoiding him, those are all reasons I'm going to try to sell him right now. Yep. Exactly. And if I could move him for a guy like Alvin Kamara, I'll have to pay up a little bit and do that. If I could move him for George Kittle, add some for George Kittle if I need a tight end. I don't know if I could do it straight up, but what about David Montgomery, Nate? Yeah. I mean, if I'm a competing team, I'd make that move. I'd rather have David Montgomery. I don't know if a late first, if people would bite on that, that'd be a good starting point. Like, Maybe. Hey, I mean, he's the starting running back right now. I don't, I don't know exactly when Kenneth Walker's due back. But yeah. Would you like the starting running back? I would enjoy your 110. The competing team would be like, let's do it. Great. Um, I would start there and go from there. So, Nate, let's recap what we're doing. Do Kick it out for me. I am selling Rashi Rice. I am holding on the Josh Downs. I'm buying Jaden Reed. And I'm avoiding Zach Charbonnet. All right. And I am buying Rashi Rice, avoiding Josh Downs, holding Jaden Reed, and selling Zach Charbonnet. There it is. Good times. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. From Nate, I'm Mike. See you guys next time. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DYNASTYREWIND. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So, again, underdog.com. Use the promo code REWIND. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.